Welcome. You are listening to Central Synagogue's podcast, featuring sermons, lectures, and conversations from Manhattan's historic Central Synagogue. I'm Rabbi Angela Bookdahl. Each week, we invite you to listen to messages of strength and hope given by our clergy on Shabbat or Jewish holidays. You can also listen to audio recordings of other programs and lectures given at Central by subscribing to this podcast on the platform of your choice. If you'd like to watch our live stream services or learn more about our congregation, I invite you to visit us at centralsynagogue.org. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon. And raise me up to a world living, oh, safe from the storm, in the shelter of your shalom. Where do you meet God most often? I know I've already lost half of you because for most of us, even the clergy, we don't ascribe to an idea of God as the all-knowing guy in the sky that we learned about when we were kids. Where and when do we meet that God? Nowhere and never. So let me ask a different way. Where and when have you felt a sense of deep connection to something larger than yourself, to the source of the universe and life and love? Where and when do you most often have experiences worthy of blessing? And which image of God from our tradition feels most connected to that experience? Maybe you encounter the divine presence in nature. You stand at the edge of the Grand Canyon or even just seeing a bird flit from branch to branch and it's as though you are standing before a bush that is burning but not consumed. Maybe you feel, maybe God's your study partner. Words of Torah, black fire on white connect you to that moment at Sinai when our people entered the covenant. Or maybe you feel a spark of divine energy when you enter a full sanctuary, everyone's voices lifted up, singing ancient words of praise, recalling the times when our people flooded the courtyards of the temple. Or maybe yours is the God of the still small voice, a sense of groundedness and peace that arrives when you finally can sit quietly. Or maybe you're like me and find that God meets you when you're able to connect with another human being face to face. When I am fully present with another person, time seems to slow down and my whole body seems to exhale and settle. In those moments, I feel like I am a conduit for a love that doesn't begin or end with me. In this experience, recalls an image from this week's Torah portion. God instructs the Israelites to build an ark to hold the tablets that were given at Mount Sinai. It's to be covered inside and out with pure gold and adorned with the figures of two winged creatures called cherubim. We're not really sure what these cherubim looked like, but scholars think they probably had the bodies of animals and the faces of human beings like a sphinx. And here's how they're described. 
The cherubim shall have their wings spread out above, shielding the cover with their wings. They shall confront one another, the faces of the cherubim turned toward the cover. There I will meet with you, says God, from above the cover, from between the two cherubim that are on top of the Ark of the Covenant. This description is curious because in English, the translation says they confront one another. But in Hebrew, it says, Ufnehem ish el achiv. They face each toward his brother. Of all the places that God could have chosen in the wilderness to meet our people, a burning bush or a trembling mountain, we learn that the divine presence is going to be felt between two human faces, beholding and beholden to one another, ish elachiv, as family. Elsewhere, the cherubim are described as facing out rather than facing one another. And to reconcile this, our sages suggest that the direction of their faces changed depending on the relationship between God and the Jewish people. When the Jewish people were doing the will of God, the cherubim would face in, and when they were not, they would look away. So flipping the cause and effect of it, I'd suggest that we are most able to make God's presence manifest in the world and do what God asks of us when we turn our faces toward one another as beloved siblings rather than turning away. As a society, we're not doing such a great job of this right now. Perhaps because it's been so long since we've spent time face to face, we seem to have lost the hang of being human together. After a long period of being unable to travel, many people have started to fly again, and what's happened? In 2021, there were nearly 6,000 incidents of unruly passengers on airplanes. We have threats of violence over curricula and mask mandates at school board meetings. Instead of drawing one another close when we finally can, we're lashing out. And the image of the cherubim comes as a reminder that we are unlikely to find the strength or the peace we are looking for by turning our backs on one another in self-righteousness. We get to access the divine only by getting closer to one another. And when we do, the results can be life-changing. Just one example from our community. Over the past few years, led by Rabbi Haber, we've made sustained efforts to build relationships with the people most deeply affected by the issues that we advocate on. And so members of our community now mentor people coming home from jail and prison through Emmaus House's Coming Home Project. And every month, Rabbi Haber co-leads an interfaith Bible study that includes both our members and members and staff of the Exodus Transitional Community, another partner of ours that does work with folks who are coming home. And this past month, a participant in the Coming Home Project was in trouble. He had been injured and sent to the hospital, and because he turned out to be COVID positive, he lost his place in the shelter where he had been living. 
Emmaus House had been able to get him a couple of days of temporary housing, but those were running out, and he was about to be turned out onto the street. A central member who had gotten to know him well through the Coming Home program heard about this and reached out to Rabbi Haber. And Rabbi Haber, who knew that at Exodus they have hotels to house people who are coming home from jail and prison, reached out to the folks that she knows there. And within a few minutes, this man had a place to live for eight months with lots of help getting him back on his feet. As Rabbi Haber said at that time, it felt like a miracle. But it was a miracle made possible by the deep relationships that our members and our clergy had built with individual human beings who too often go unseen. Brian Stevenson, the founder of the Equal Justice Initiative and advocate for people on death row, often speaks of the power of proximity in bringing greater justice to the world. As he says, if you're willing to get closer to people who are suffering, you will find the power to change the world. As we leave here this evening, let's do so with open eyes and open hearts. Let's keep an eye out for the divine presence that we might meet at the top of a mountain or in the wisdom of our tradition, who we might find in the commotion of shul or the silence of our hearts. And when we find ourselves reacting instinctively out of fear or anger, lashing out at our fellow human beings, let's take a breath and consider whether instead we need to draw closer, to look these siblings of ours in the eye with open curiosity and compassion, to turn towards another with faith that God will meet us there. Thank you for listening to this edition of Central Synagogue's podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you're in the loop on future episodes. And please follow us on social media or watch our live stream at centralsynagogue.org, our Facebook page, or on national cable at the Jewish Broadcasting Service. Thanks again for joining us. Amen.